pastoral podcast that discusses common and often controversial topics from a biblical perspective. My name is Matt Miller. I'm Matt Henry, and we have one of our newer episode series called Wisdom for Living Again. This time it's called Wisdom for Living, When to Shut Up. Oh, I got the wrong one. Yeah, well, that's okay. We got that one coming up after this. Um, So it's another episode uh, on this Wisdom for Living. We're going to talk about speech. But specifically, what we're going to be talking about is when to shush. Uh, if you don't like the term shut up, some people don't. So shush. Um, <laughs> uh, this is a problem actually common to us all, uh, but it's especially important to those who use words for a living. Uh, in James 3.2, under the context of uh, teachers, he says, If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect or mature man able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, the context is actually about teachers, not that's not a general statement. Um, in Proverbs 18, verses 6 and 7, it says, A fool's lips bring strife, and his mouth calls for blows. A fool's mouth is, in, is his ruin, and his lips are the snare of his soul. The parallelism is actually very striking in these two verses. Uh, the first parallel, parallelism says that the foolish mouth brings fights, tension, trouble, and results in fights. But then it gets kicked up a notch in verse 7. It says that our speech can actually become the very trap that destroys our soul. So this is not something we just wink and nod, uh, laugh about. It causes us to ask how many people shall be in hell for all eternity simply because of their mouth. All of, the, uh, all of us tend to look at actions we do and somehow forget that Christ told us that even our very words are a window to the soul. And so in uh, Proverbs 18, 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's hmm. rough, right? Uh, this fruit will either be death or life, but we are going to eat it. Uh, and this should slow all of us down just a tad to reflect on what we should say and when it's wise not to speak. We've ha- we have several points on this, and we'll go through each of them rather quickly, but hopefully in a helpful way. So when should you shut up, Matt? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, you should shut up when you are considering being boastful. Uh, so we know pride gets us into, a trouble, into trouble in a multitude of ways. Uh, we like to turn conversations uh, often toward ourselves. We like to make things about ourselves. Uh, but Proverbs 27.2 says, Let another praise you, and do not and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Um, this is uh, actually something rather common to us, uh, for us on a pastoral level. Um, we've seen where someone becomes bitter um, because they're not maybe being praised when they think that they should be, or they, they cut down another person because that person's being praised by others and the person wants the praise directed to themselves. Yep. Yeah, so they start turning the conversation to themselves and, mm-hmm. and hey, did you notice that? And it's like, 
<laughs> Anyhow, go ahead. Um, yeah, uh, James four thirteen through 16 says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we shall go to such and such a city, spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance and all such boasting is evil. Uh, so this is a great passage about boastful speech because it puts things into perspe a perspective that we seldom think about. Uh, to assume safety and accomplishments without acknowledging the hand of God and uh, in it all is nothing less than boastful speech. And we should be silent when we want to talk this way. Parents teach their children to boast by their word choice. Pastors teach their flock to boast. Uh, it is easy for any of us to practice this sort of boasting and not even think about it. Um, and this idea is not James's idea, but we see it in Solomon's wisdom as well. Uh, do not boast about tomorrow, he says in Proverbs 27.1, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Yeah, I've been consistently criticized over the years because one of the things we do, and it's actually part of the culture of Missio, is we, when we're talking about tomorrow or what we're going to do, we frequently will end it with Lord willing or Lord willing, we're going to go to the store and we're going to, and people think I'm actually legalistic. Uh, not everyone, but I've had this many times, but it's like, that's literally what <laughs> James says you should be saying yeah. uh, is if the Lord wills. And it's a simple way. Uh, do you mind if I tell a story real quick? No. Okay. So uh, I was a police officer. And I was heading out to work, and I had my service weapon in my belt, uh, to, in the small of my back. And my daughter, uh, at that point, maybe, I don't know, six, seven, eight, uh, she came uh, to hug me goodbye. And when she put her arms around me, she could feel the gun. And she got this really scared look, right, and said, um, you're going to come home, right? And I said, Lord willing. And that was not what she wanted. And I, she's like, but, but you will come home, right? And I said, sweetie, if the Lord wills, I'll come home. And she's like, please tell me you're going to come home. And I said, honey, I can't tell you that. I don't know what the Lord has. I said, we'll pray that I come home. And, and when you wake up, you'll find out if I'm home. I said, but it's in the Lord's hands. I said, and that's a good place for it to be. So just trust Christ. And I, I tell people when I tell that story, I said, it was the most boring night of my life as a cop. Like, all crime stopped in my city. <laughs> <laughs> you set your daughter praying. And... Oh, yeah. It's like 12 hours of, I mean, we're throwing back cups of coffee just trying to stay <laughs> awake. And it's like, arrest somebody. Nope, nothing. I, had, I, didn't, I didn't think I pulled my gun on anyone that night. And uh, I got home, and I actually woke her up. Uh, it was like 3.30 in the morning. I just let her know. I said, Daddy's home and he's safe. But, you know, some people would think that's unkind to do to your daughter. But I'm like, no, I think that's the only thing you can do. Uh, the uncertainty of our existence is far greater than I think uh, we understand. Um, oh, yeah. so well, with that story, it's my point, isn't it? I'm telling you, go, go. And it's actually my turn. Uh the next thing is that you should shut up when you desire to be argumentative simply to argue. Uh, there is a time to resist and, and a time to argue. Uh, when truth is at stake is always a place to speak up. 
But often it's not truth versus a lie. Rather, it's just the joy of arguing. Um, People like to call themselves a devil's advocate. But though they do not mean it to be demonic, it is too often. Uh, There's this wisdom, James says, that is not... uh, this wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, and demonic. And right after that, James says that the source of our fightings is a selfish heart and a selfish motive. So before arguing or playing the devil's advocate, you should ask if you are about if what you're about to say is going to move the conversation forward in a helpful or edifying manner, or is it going to derail a discussion for no real purpose? If you think before arguing, you'll likely shush yourself far more often than you might normally do. Uh, Then there's in Proverbs 6, 16, and also in verse 19, uh, the first half, it says, There are six things which the Lord hates, yes, seven, which are an abomination to him, which is the strongest thing you can have. Uh, And the last thing that he hates or is an abomination, so it's actually seventh, is the one who spreads strife among brothers. In Proverbs, the, uh, in Proverbs like these, it's usually recognized that the last thing listed is the one that is being emphasized. So in this case, it's spreading strife. Now, you can spread strife in many ways, like gossip or slander, but it also comes by being a contrary person who loves to argue. You will see it in casual conversations and serious ones. We've had this happen many times during a Bible study where a person just has to be contrary. They have a little smile on their face as they stir the pot, so to speak, and they end up creating tension just for fun. Also with that one, Proverbs seventeen fourteen, 14, uh, Solomon states, the beginning of strife is like letting out water, so abandon the quarrel before it breaks out. Uh, so there, once the water is released, it just keeps flowing. Uh, so picture a barrel with a hole in the side with a cork in it. Um, you uncork it, and immediately the water uh, pours out, and it's it's very difficult at that point to <laughs> recork it. Um, same with quarrels and arguments. You think it'll be funny or helpful, uh, but once you make your comment, everything just falls apart. Relationships are harmed, uh, in some cases even destroyed. Uh, we see it in counseling people. A uh, couple comes in to talk, and then one of them uh, just, you know, they have to make that one little comment to let out their anger uh, just a little bit. And the next thing you have there right in your office is full-blown fight. Um, so, Just listen again to Solomon's wisdom in the second part of that passage. He says, so abandon the quarrel before it breaks out. Uh, In other words, just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But closely connected to that is um, the next point. Uh, We would say that you should also shut up before you say too much. Um, In fact, I actually got called by my father. Uh, A term he would say to me rebukingly was, you're a motor mouth. And it hurt me, um, but it was true. Just uh, I just had to say things, and, and it hurt a lot more than I expected it to. But his point was simple, uh, because I could not shut up. I created a huge mess that he then had to go try and repair. Um, it was rather devastating to me, but it was actually, I still remember the day, I, I mean, my bedroom and my dad came down and he and, and I was trying to argue, and he's like, you know what, you just need to shut up. Your problem is you're a motor mouth, and it just cut me, and I was probably junior high, but it was the beginning of learning to put that away in my life, which I still battle now at 60. My, um, my parents 
always said, you always that you are a fountain of wisdom <laughs> and a joy to live with. That's what I heard. <laughs> so next time, on, uh, no, um, they always said you always had to have something moving on you, and if it wasn't something on you, like your body part, it was your mouth. <laughs> so now I look at Levi. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Sorry, buddy. <laughs> you got that from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you dipped deep into that gene pool, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you should shut up before you say too much. Uh, so we would say, are you given to too much talking? Uh, memorize this passage. Memorize it well. Proverbs ten nineteen. when there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. Uh, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Um, problem is believing that. Yeah. Right? Um Except my words. Yes. You know. We always think we're the exception. My many to that. words will be a fount of blessing here. Well, and especially when you're younger in your marriage, those arguments can go on and on because you just think if I say a few more words, I'll win and she'll see or he'll see the vastness of my rightness. Right. And so uh, two hours later, you both hate each other and everything. Yeah. And Maybe I, you won the argument, but you didn't yeah, win the person. You didn't win right? anything, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, uh, too many words do inevitably lead to problems. Uh, how many times do you talk yourself into trouble? How many times have you laid in bed wishing you had said less? Um, a fool, of course, will say never. Um, but one growing in wisdom will have regret. Um, but, but notice again the second part of the verse, the one restraining his lips is wise. In other words, Again, to shut up is likely better than to say more things. The next verse helps as well. Uh, Proverbs 10.20 says, The tongue of the righteous is as choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. So the tongue and the heart there are in parallel. Uh, they mean that they're essentially one and the same. So godly people speak godly words, but the, the wicked and the fool have, have words as well, but they have little value. There is a time to speak, but make sure that when you speak, you are bringing forth righteousness and wisdom. Uh, if you're not, shut up. Yeah. Um, Proverbs seventeen twenty eight says, um, even a fool, when he keeps silent, is considered wise. Uh, when he closes his lips, he is counted as prudent or wise. All right, the next one. You should shut up when you're tempted to flatter another. Uh, in Proverbs 26, 28, a lying tongue hates those it crushes, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Again, note the parallelism. A lying tongue is a flattering mouth. So we're not talking about uh, compliments and genuine praise. A flattering speech is manipulation. You're saying things that are not necessarily true but are said to get into the good graces of the person. You want something from them. But these types of words just create problems in the end. Often the flatterer is secretly an enemy of the other person, and they're setting the person up for harm. And the flatterer tends to find those who are always looking for affirmation from others because they're easily manipulated. So they say flattering things, but there is always a hook in the midst of the words. And through those people, ruin comes. Flattery actually is a very powerful weapon, and most people have at least watched it take place, and they've seen the way it opens doors for people. But in the end, it is simply a mouth filled with lies, and it's dangerous. 
So Proverbs 29.5 says, a man who flatters, with, uh, flatters his neighbor is spreading a net for his steps. That's mm-hmm. brutal. This does not mean you don't compliment. It doesn't mean you don't praise a person, but it is to be done in truth and is to be done without an agenda. So when you're tempted to say flattering words to make things a bit more smooth rather than lovingly say the truth, then again, it's time to shut up. Yeah. Uh, Finally, uh, we would say you should shut up when you want to tear a person down with your words. Um, Now, we're not talking about a rebuke uh, or a correction. Uh, rather, we're talking here about the type of speech that's designed to, with, and the intent is there, designed to hurt people simply for the sake of hurting them. Gossip and slander are two ways that this is done. Uh, many people wonder what, what, what the difference is between those. Simple way to make a distinction is that gossip is saying something that's true, but for no good reason. Um, slander, on the other hand, is saying something that is false to harm another person. Right. Um, so we could define this more, but um, if you use the, what we just said there, you'll find it covers most things. Uh, Proverbs seventeen nine says, he who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates intimate friends. Proverbs sixteen twenty eight says, a perverse man spreads strife and a slander separates intimate friends. So not everyone needs to know everything. Um, really, it, it's really that <laughs> simple. Uh, we all know that person. Hopefully you're not that person. Uh, who seems to um, vomit out unkind things about others, no matter what the original conversation was. Gossip has a way of destroying relationships. um, And except in unique situations, those relationships typically will then be gone forever. So if you know something about another uh, person, then for the most part, you just need to shut up about it. Uh, Notice the first part of the proverb, though, Um, It says that he who covers a transgression uh, seeks love. Um, That is not telling you to cover up sin. Um, Too often people will think that. Um, There is a time where you learn uh, of some sin that a person has done and and it's been resolved. Um, But it was, uh, I think you just. Oh, I just, but it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm on the fly editing, and, yeah. and that changed things, folks. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was helpful I did there, huh? Why don't you do that whole point yeah. over again? So th- th- this, is, this, is a, um, this is a time where, where you learn of some sin, for example, that a person did, and, and it is something that's been resolved, but it was not good. Um, so, so let's say it was a, a, a adultery. Um, the husband and the wife are reconciled now, but you still know that that adultery happened. Um, love dictates that you cover that over by being quiet about it. That, that's the point. Um, this is not a topic of discussion now that you need to have with others. Another way this might work itself out is that the person sins against you, um, but it is not a major sin, and it's not in necessarily in keeping with their character and their life. Uh, love you know, so perhaps they lashed out at you for some reason. They're just having a bad day, whatever. Um, but love says that you overlook that and you just simply say nothing. Uh, but that would include saying nothing to others as well about it. Um, as an aside, how do you stop, uh, how do you help stop gossip and slander when you encounter it? Um, it's rather simple, um, but it does require some backbone. Person begins to tell you something that you have no need 
to know about, or frankly, you don't even need to be hearing about it. What you should do is you simply stop them and you kindly but firmly ask them why they need to tell you that. Um, you know, what's, what's the purpose? Right. Why are you saying these things? Um, if it is something a person did against them uh, or another, then you ask them if they've resolved that between them and that person. Uh, if not, then you give them a week or so to do it. Um, but you tell them that at the end of that week, that if they have not done it, um, then you're going to take them to that person and just force the issue. And, and really what you're doing now is making yourself become that peacemaker yeah. because obviously this is on their heart, but they're dealing with it by telling you rather than the person. Yeah. Um, and two things will happen when you do that. Um, as you mentioned, you're either going to become that catalyst for reconciliation, but it's going to be one way or another. Uh, the, the second is that if they are a gossip or they are a slander, they will likely never tell you anything again, <laughs> um, which then protects you from from knowledge that is not of value to you. Yeah. So bottom line, these, uh, there are simply times when you want to say something, and all we're saying is that you just really just need to shut up. Remember then that the tongue is a powerful tool for both good and bad. So one suggestion that we can give to you is that if you find your mouth gets you into trouble more often than you wish, then we would say take a chapter of Proverbs each day to read, and then choose one proverb in that chapter that relates somehow to speech, write it down, and keep it with you throughout the day to look at. In fact, you might even try memorizing it each day. Then, here's the trick though, then, Simply ask God to give you opportunities to put that proverb into action. At the end of a month or two, you will find major changes if you're actually faithful to that task. So let us all resolve to use our words to build up, to correct, uh, and to care for one another. Let us use our tongues to praise our Lord and to bring the cares and needs of our brothers and sisters in Christ to God in prayer. And if we can't do that, then at least let us learn how to shut up. Remember, to keep looking for uh, new episodes. Uh, make sure to keep on tuning in, joining this conversation. We'd love to hear your thoughts on <laughs> when to shut up. <laughs> and also, don't forget to like, share, comment, rate, review on iTunes. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell a friend. Mm-hmm.